This is Futuramapedia, certified bonitis free. Welcome to Futuramapedia. I'm Steve Gower. And I'm Mike Mercerell. And uh, we've been away from the airwaves, so to speak, for a while. Yes, busy summer. Uh, I apologize about that, but glad to be here with you again. Yep. I would like to thank you for uh, producing one solo. Yeah, that was fun. It was a, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing you anyways. Um, yeah, thankfully that was only a 15-minute podcast. Uh, on Normally uh, you don't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> terrible. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Season 3 episode, Future Stock. Yeah, so we have a theme of shipping wars today. An episode about accounting practices? Now I'm excited! Yeah, so when I came up loose for the theme. Very loose, loosey-goosey theme. I came up for this idea today. Uh, it's about as loose as Planet Express's business plan. Hey, nice segue. <laughs> I, I had the idea for this episode just watching that reality show, Shipping Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and I thought, oh, can we, can we focus on some Futurama episode? And lo and behold, Future, future, future Stock. stock. Um, so uh, we got that coming up, but I think also we have uh, a tiny bit of Futurama news. Good news, everyone! Okay, so season seven has just come to an end. Yeah, in the United States. In the United States, <laughs> and for any... Uh, well, you can buy it on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's the end of season seven, and uh, so we're wondering a few things. Uh, number one, when is season eight coming out? We don't know yet. Yeah, we couldn't track down that information. And... I bet you it's readily available. We just didn't see it, and we're... we're terrible news reporters season seven will be available for purchase on december 18th 2012 so anyone looking uh to give gifts for christmas it's perfect timing but almost a little too late except for Um, the people who shop uh last minute no and and really we we shop last minute in in this household so i try not to yeah because otherwise you get super stressed yeah we don't get stressed we're just uh, we j- we're just lazy and don't really think about Christmas any other time of the year except for December. So make a note of that on your calendar that you can get Season 7 for purchase on uh, Blu-ray, of course. And DVD. And DVD. Now, speaking of which, uh, the re-release of the Futurama DVDs of Volume 1 to 4 uh, well, came out uh, in July. Yep. And... On the Blu-ray topic, I was surprised that they didn't release them in Blu-ray. Yeah, and I was thinking maybe it has something to do with the, you know, it's originally in 4-3 aspect ratio or something. I don't know. It must have to do with something, production like that. Yeah. Otherwise, they would it's have. It's pretty much the same DVDs, just repackaged to match the season 5, 6, and 7 artwork. And that's right, uh, which pretty much ends our news for today, but... Uh, I just wanted to talk about those repackaged. Right. The good points and the bad points. So the the repackaging. Uh, personally, 
I don't like the current style from volume five and six because uh, I don't like those papery ones that they just kind of fit in the sleeve. You don't actually have the, the mini plastic cases. Yeah. I borrowed season five from you and, and I remember thinking that, it, you know, they're kind of just not very tightly packaged in there. The discs can fall out. <laughs> the discs can fall out pretty easily. Okay. So you, you'd like a tighter package. <laughs> but I agree. It's You need... I'm just worried that I'm going to break my DVDs. Ah, I'm sure it's fine. So they're not Blu-ray. The I don't think there's any new special features as well. Yeah, it's it's just a straight repackaging yeah. to, to match new style. So hopefully for... I'm sure there's some diehard fans that would probably buy those to replace their, their old volume ones, the originals. Yeah. Which that's why I kind of feel bad about that because I, I don't f- want to feel like I have to buy. The but on new the other hand, though, if if your if your DVDs, your originals were in bad condition, and you needed to replace them. You could. You can still buy the original packaging though. Like I was just looking at Amazon.ca or Amazon.com if you're American. Uh, they have the original packaging available for purchase, so it's not like you can't get them anymore. Mm. You'd think they're, they'll be a, become a collectible soon, and they'll uh, be worth even more money. I doubt it. Uh, uh, but I will point out, though, that the, the new repackaging is cheaper than the old packaging on Amazon.ca. That's true, and that is, that is a good point. And also, the new packaging, it comes with uh, some neat artwork. As, as you said, it, it gets in line with the new volumes coming out, so the Futurama logo is kind of different. It just comes on an angle it's now. A little more extreme. Yeah. And the artwork uh, I like because it's kind of abstract. You have uh, Fry is on the volume one. Then you have Morbo, great character, on volume two. Professor is the uh, on the front of volume three. Sort of looks like Homer Simpson or Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. Maybe they're related. They're yellow. Oh, I, I'll, just, uh, I'll just point out that... Something that just occurred to me, though, um, the artwork, the new artwork, is uh, it's still sort of like a, a vintage uh, 50s sci-fi kind of thing. And I, I, that seems to be what they were going for with their, uh, with their old packaging. It's, so, it seems, so it's good that at least they're keeping the same sort of uh, feel to the look of Futurama. Right. There are always lots of fins and stuff in, in the future for Futurama. Yeah, fins yeah. and rings. Yeah. Rings around it's everything. Because rings are, are so uncool that now they're cool. <laughs> All right, so moving on uh, to our focus episode today, Future Stock, which is from Season 3, Episode 21. And now, according to the 20th Century Fox summary, a cryogenically frozen 1980s guy is thawed, becomes the CEO of the failing Planet Express company, and threatens to have it acquired and gutted by its largest competitor. So basically, Fry meets uh, that guy who is uh, uh, frozen in the '80s. He jo- he goes to a cryogenic cryogenic yeah, uh, cryogenic support, support group. Support group. He goes there primarily for the free food. Yeah, which I mean, that's always yeah. the purpose to anything. So along with the other defrosties, he meets uh, that guy who's frozen in the 1980s because of his terminal bonitis. Um, yeah, and uh, he he forms uh, an immediate bond with that guy because the that Fry is also from the '80s, and they share a love of the safety dance. 
So he meets him. They have a Planet, Planet Express stockholders meeting and and reveal that they're having such well terrible business. Yeah, they had terrible business. And uh, because this is prompted by the professor insulting uh, its... I guess her name is Hattie, according to the commentary. Yes, the Hattie's cat, cat. Cat lady. Her cat stinks. Uh, so because the professor insults the cat, that uh, inst- uh, it starts a vote for a new CEO of the company. And everybody nominates uh, the professor, of course, except for Fry, who nominates that guy. And he assumes leadership of the company because he gets outvoted uh, because he doesn't insult Hattie's cat. That's right. And Scruffy votes for that guy with oh, his yes, 50,000 right. shares of stock or whatever it is. That's a lot of shares. Because Scruffy believes in this company. Yeah. Then he goes back to reading National Pornographic <laughs> magazine. That's later, actually. I actually wanted to mention this before I forgot, uh, before we get into the episode a little more. Um, I was looking up at the Infosphere website, and they mentioned that the possible... Uh, Illusions that the title feature stock is to is uh, there's a book in 1970 written by Alvin Toffler called Future Shock and it's about the psychological state of individuals or entire societies. Um, basically, it's a term describing too much change in too short a time, and I that seems to sort of be represented in the episode. So I thought that was that's kind of neat. I didn't know about that book before. Yeah, and that's the interesting dichotomy between uh, that, that guy's character because yeah. he's trying to revitalize that company and make all those changes all at once, but also he's trying to keep it in the style of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> that is true, and um, according to the commentary, because he's everything is about the 80s in this episode, uh, they, they introduced a lot of futuristic elements. Um, so there's a lot of really cool gadgets and stuff in that episode this episode like what what kind of gadgets um well there was uh those little shark bot things that take away the uh the planet express crew because they're being rowdy kind of like shark shark security bots yeah and it you know kind of beams them up or whatever not beams them up but it you know some sort of an energy beam ties them up brings them outside trying to think of more but uh well they went into space as well for the stock exchange that's pretty futuristic. Yep. There's a couple interesting jokes uh, during that act. When they go to the stockholders meeting, it's held at the Logitorium Comfort Dome Inn, where you can get free in-room porn or Bible. I wonder if, if you wanted both. Could you get both? If you pay extra. Which um, is interesting because as a business standpoint, not charging for porn, there's a lot of revenue there. <laughs> if you rent a movie... It's like twenty bucks. Well, well, you, well, there you go. Then, and you I'm get, saying any movie. You get the free in-room porn, and then you feel bad about it, so you have to pay for the Bible. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Repent, confess your sins. Um, something I noticed about the Comfort Dome Inn, though, uh, Futurama uses a lot of domes, like and, or shapes for their buildings, like the Madison Cube Garden, and you know, well, there's this Comfort Dome Inn. That's back to your comment about everything looking more futuristic. Yeah, there you go. Nice callback. That's a good point. It's kind of, they like making things 3D, I guess. Maybe that's what season 
Season 7 will be released 3D. 3D Blu-ray? That'd be 3D cool. Blu-ray. Also, there's, a, there's that movie they produced oh, about, the, right. about the company, Plan X. And uh, the narrator says, for this hip, young delivery company, tomorrow is today, and today is yesterday. Yeah, I wrote that quote. You heard too. me. Yeah. Well, were you going to say something about that oh, line? Oh, no. Movie? I was just I was just saying, like, the movie, I, 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 liked, I thought it was funny. I wrote down that line, too, but uh, tomorrow is today, and today is yesterday. <laughs> you heard me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that Fry, so. Fry says, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting tired of watching myself work, which sets up the whole premise of the episode, yep. by the way, his search for free. So food. money well spent in that video. Apparently, you but not apparently a, to their actual revenue. $8 bank error in their favor. <laughs> also in that act, we are introduced to Bonitis. Right. And Fry says it's a funny name for a terrible disease. <laughs> <laughs> it is true though. It is a funny name. Especially when how terrible it is, we find out later in the episode. It is pretty terrible. Yeah, and we will touch on that. <laughs> Continuing on kind of the episode synopsis, once that guy is made the CEO, uh, another funny joke, actually, when when uh, he says, uh, okay, so whenever you take over position, you always blame everything on the uh, the guy before you. So basically, that guy starts... Uh, he takes over. He makes Fry. He gives him a promotion to vice chairman, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Which is, I think, the second time he's had a promotion. He also had a promotion when they, uh, in another episode, because he was dating the uh, bureaucrat that replaces Hermes. Oh, right. The, she uh, has a... The, the exact, yes. I forget. I, I don't remember that episode, but... Um, the female bureaucrat takes over Hermes' yeah. position, and then she makes him uh, executive delivery boy or a senior delivery boy. Oh, yeah, where he doesn't actually have to go on deliveries. Yeah, and he gets an office next to her. It's an office nookie, by the way. <laughs> Another funny joke is when uh, Scruffy makes that really funny line. It's really deep. The oh. fevered dream of this company... Something, something. Anyways, Torn it's... Torn in twain, I don't remember exactly. Something like that. It was really deep. And then he goes back to reading his national pornographic yeah. magazine. What fever dream is this that bids to tear this company in twain? We still don't know where that, uh, if that's a possible reference to anything. I, I mean, I I couldn't remember the quote to look it up, but I also didn't see anything in uh, on the infosphere. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling uh, maybe it was just... Whether it was kind of uh, maybe a parody or whether it was just an original. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's it's not actually a uh, reference to anything. It's just something that sounds deep and yeah. whatever. I bet that writer gets laid a lot for that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know that the, the writer uh, of this episode only has three other episodes? Uh, Benderama, I remember, and is, is one. I haven't seen that one, but... Uh, I think that's Crimes, a newer epi- yeah, episode. Crimes of the Hot is another episode and that is uh don't remember what season but it's the one with al gore and whatever this episode brought to you by planet express our crew is expendable your package isn't now without further ado a film highlighting planet express inc's latest fiscal year planet express is on the moon 
For this hip young delivery company, tomorrow is today, and today is yesterday. You heard me. It was a year of soaring profits and significant one-time losses. And so our company flames onwards. Planet Express, limitless potential, boundless horizons, the unstoppable juggernaut of the corporate universe. Delivery has nothing to do with the delivery business. Image people, image. Scope out this new ad. We are all one. With one mind, one purse, one hand. Our enemies shall be eaten by squirrels, and we shall bow down and worship to ourselves. We shall hey, we were watching that. So, what else do they do in this episode? Well, they decide that they they want to take on mom's shipping company. So, hence the shipping wars. And it's quite literal because, uh, well, Planet Express's weapons are Fry Mooning, mom's shipping company. Pressed ham. Yep. And, uh, and then mom retaliates and shoots lasers at their ship. <laughs> From a baby bottle. It's like mom babies your package billboard and then the the baby bottle like fires lasers at the planet express ship that's right yeah part of the strategy to take on mom that guy decides to change planet express into plan x uh otherwise basically it's a fedex ripoff and uh they actually come w- out with a, a commercial of course straight from 1984 uh it's you know the apple commercial that aired in the super bowl and it's just the Plan X version of it. And, you know, they have no idea what they're... You can't tell that they're a shipping company from there. But no. that's the entire point of that guy's plan. That ad has a, a very 1984 feel to it as well. Yeah. And I'm referring to the book. Well, no, that's, that's an interesting Wells. point, though, because that's what the Apple uh, commercial was supposed to invoke because it, it was 1984. Because it, it was in 1984. Job well done. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of Apple, though, uh, according to the International Stock Exchange, uh, OS X is up and Win Windows is down. Of course. But we'll get to that Clear later. Apple fans. There's more stock exchange jokes, but... Let's do it now. We, what, right now? Sure. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, Run is down 47, whereas DMC is up 4. Run DMC. Yep. Uh, this is all at the Intergalactic Stock Stock Exchange. Which itself is a parody of uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. I didn't realize until I watched that again today. Yeah. I never kind of put it put it together with the ship and the instrumental you music. You know what put it, it together for me? The DVD commentary. <laughs> Why well, aren't you just a <laughs> clever whip? Uh, anyways, so uh, what are some of the other symbols that show up? There's a couple more. There's... Uh, BYOB is up uh, 345. <laughs> um, MG, which is uh, apparently Matt Groening, is up quite a few points over Fox. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Which is down 61. Down 60. That's terrible. That's that's some bad... Well, uh, well, you know, Fox is not... Doesn't always do that well, I guess, eh? Not, 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 <laughs> not any... Not in the future or in any simpsons episodes either yeah any any matt graining product or family guy 
so for some reason they're always making fun of Fox. Oh, Fox is pretty lenient. Maybe that's why they're losing in the stocks so many times. <laughs> There's also uh, a lot of great Star Trek references in the stock exchange. Yes. Kirk. Well, Kirk, uh, Kirk against Gorn, the Gorn. He's, he's a big lizard, right? Yeah. He, he, fights. he fights on a, on, a, on a planet or some desert planet, uh, the same desert planet that the they always seem to go to in Star Trek. For some reason. So uh, Kirk was down, I think, a one and a quarter or something like that, and the Gorn was up. Mm-hmm. But there's also another there's Star a, Trek reference. Yeah, there. what was the other one? Uh, I believe it was Q. Q, that's right. Yeah. One of my favorite recurring characters. Yeah, I'm more of a Next Generation uh, fan anyways, also. Mm-hmm. But I have seen the Kirk against the Gorn episode, too. I don't even know what it's called. Kirk versus Gorn. No, it has some fancy name. I don't remember what it is. But speaking of Q, uh, they had, uh, they have had m- many uh, uh, Star Trek actors guest star on the show. Yeah, and they had the whole well, there's uh, a whole episode original series cast, and I, uh, but that's excluding Scotty and also Doctor McCoy. He doesn't actually speak at all. Well, because uh, that's because DeForest Kelly died. Yeah, died several years before and uh did scotty die before that as well no he died after but i he probably just wasn't able to do the episode or didn't want to yeah his ashes were sent to outer space by the way james Duhan. oh he's a canadian canadian and jonathan frakes has been on the on the show front row front row and uh and finally captain picard sir Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. And that was on uh, one of the last episodes. It was a one-hour finale, so they had two two episodes anyways. It's, it's called Fox Hunting. They make fun it. of Fox a lot. I, I assume. I'm yeah. just really excited about that. Yeah, it'll be a good episode. Um, so, uh, so was there any other? I don't think. I think that covered all the stock exchange, uh, little stock exchange jokes. Stock exchange. Stock. stock. Uh, something I liked in the stock exchange is that they actually have a ticker tape robot. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and, and the robot itself is like all old fashioned inside his little dome. Yeah. Yeah. He has a little glass dome an actual paper. Yeah. Which is weird. You'd think they'd be paperless. You would think. I think they're paperless now, aren't they? They must be. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that reminds me, you and I actually, uh, we took a walk today together. We held hands. <laughs> and we saw a lawnmower robot. Yeah. I didn't think it anyone actually just, bought those. It was just, you know, going along. It, it, it's like those, uh, those vacuum cleaners, like the Roombas. Roomba, you know, yeah. It hit an edge and it just kept going, turned around. And uh, we were talking about how it, you know, how does it know where to mow? Like... How does it know where to mow? <laughs> That's a great slogan for their advertisement. <laughs> but, and you know, the easy thing would be like, you know, it, it just looks and, you know, measures the length of the, gla- uh, of the glass, measures the length of the grass. But then, but then you brought up, well, how does it know? How does it know its parameters? Where the, where the lawn is. Especially so, a shared lawn. So how do you know that line? Yeah. So it, I was thinking maybe um, has like, like invisible. The invisible fence. Invisible fence or something. Just like those. Awful dog collars yeah. that shocks the dog. You just set the param the parameter. 
Yeah, it, it's probably very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. But um, so the future is here already. That's right. The <laughs> what is it? The the future is today, and today is tomorrow, <laughs> and tomorrow is yesterday. I think today, I no. Today is yesterday. Tomorrow um, is today. So uh, the robots will be taking over shortly, and you know we'll have. It's delayed from 1997 or whatever, but the uh, but Judgment Day is coming. That's a Terminator reference. Going back to the stock exchange, actually, something that I noted down while I was watching, um, I didn't tell you this, uh, I forgot about it, but I, I wrote it down, and I felt that this episode treated shares and stocks almost exactly like they were treated in The Dark Knight Rises. I know you haven't seen it yet, but there's basically a scene in the movie, and I'm not. It's not really spoiling anything, but they get uh, they get Bruce Wayne's uh, thumbprints or handprints or whatever to authorize a sale of or of stocks or whatever, and it like bankrupts him. And nobody says anything. Nobody like says, you know, are you sure this is an accurate sale or whatever? So, anyways, I I just thought that the way the stocks worked in Futurama in this episode were kind of it it made no sense. And uh, mom's sons only own 0.1% oh, yeah. of the company, apparently. <laughs> well, you can't trust it to them. They're, they're morons. <laughs> the moron twins. The moron triplets. There's also something else that's uh, sold publicly. 2,000 cans of whoop-ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's one of the other ones I wrote down, too. I forgot about that. Another joke I enjoyed was uh, mom's expressions. They're just so... <laughs> enjoyably innocently vulgar oh i don't don't think there's anything innocent about (laughs) it at all (laughs) so she calls people turtle squirts booger blaster and she tells her sons to jam a bastard in it (laughs) and and apparently um i I was listening to the commentary this afternoon and um they trust mcneil was on the commentary and they asked her like do you ever feel offended by the little lines that we make you say, and she's like, "Not at all." She loves them, she, and she delivers them very, very well. Of course, with gusto. With gusto, <laughs> and of course, Tress McNeil is the actress that plays the voice of Mom. Yep. And speaking of real names, apparently, that guy, who they only refer to him through the entire episode, that '80s guy, that guy. He has a real name. Yeah. Uh, in the script, he was referred to as Steve Castle. And that's uh, Castle as in, you know, like, you know, kings and queens live in castles. Or and princes. Yeah. No, they sleep outside. Uh, <laughs> so C-A-S-T-L-E. This isn't a business. I've always thought of it more as a source of cheap labor. Like a family. Pretty much in the episode summary we were up to, he makes changes. Oh yeah, yeah. So then the so then the the biggest strategy of pretty much that guy is that uh he decides to sell Planet Express Plan X to mom to eliminate them as competition and then gut the com- company. So apparently that's the best way to make money. Well, it's it's the best well, it's because mom wa- it's mom's plan to buy them out, really. But right. the company is worth like $107 per share, so it would make them all millionaires anyway. Universal dollars. Sure. That would still represent USD, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So he's selling Planet Express. Yeah. 
and and so well of course everybody once they realize that their shares are worth tons of money they all are on board with selling it because they'll be millionaires with sudden opinions on the capital gains tax Mm -hmm. and then suddenly bonitis catches up to that guy oh yeah and he dies on stage gruesome scene yeah i still wouldn't call it gross though but it was uh sends a shiver up your spine it did yeah it curls your toes just you just just, like that guy it really (laughs) it just explained the disease just just by the sounds his bones break and then twist and break some more and all you hear is bones breaking and cracking and crackling snap crackle and popping so you hear you hear those bones breaking and the funny thing is uh if you watch it with subtitles it says squishing sounds and then it says squishing continues squishing yeah. sounds continue the deal will go ahead as <laughs> my bones <gasps> oh my god his boneitis i was so busy being an 80s guy i forgot to cure it my only regret is that I have bonitis. He's dead. <gasps> but apparently, uh, according to the director on of the episode on the commentary, uh, he thanked uh, Stephanie Arnett, who is the assistant director of that episode, for just making Very that well done, yeah. animation great. Anyway, so that guy dies of and bonitis. Uh, of bonitis because he was so caught up being an '80s guy. He forgot to cure his bonitis. So yeah, so Fry becomes the CEO by default when that guy dies. And he makes this great speech. Well, great air quotes again, I guess. And you can see behind him the price of Plan X just going up and down as he makes his speech. Yeah, it goes down all through his speech until he says he's giving up control of the company where it goes back to its original price. And To a person of great he greatly admires yeah. and great experience in the stock price going keeps up. going up it goes it goes up to a high of 150 when he mentions the word professor yeah and then it just sinks when they see prof- when it's that it's uh professor farnsworth and so they don't sell planet express yeah because and everything is put back the way it should be <laughs> all right so uh that pretty much wraps up uh this podcast uh but as we do every show we go over our best joke and our best line. Uh, how about I start? My best sure. line. Go I have ahead. a feeling ours might be similar. My my best line was when uh, that guy was talking about uh, there's two kinds of people in business, sharks or sheep. <laughs> and he says that he's this shepherd. Uh, he's the shepherd of this herd of sharks. <laughs> sharks have good. no necks. Uh, I will disappoint you. Your guess is wrong. Uh, it is. It has nothing to do with that guy at all actually um but uh does it have to do with steve castle no uh it's it's from fry um it's near the end of the episode he he's talking into his uh his intercom thing which all throughout the episode you think it's it's someone's actually there but then in the end it turns out to just be uh, a robot robotic voice programmed into the intercom anyways um, so Fry is determined to block the sale of Plan X to to Mom, and and then the intercom buzzes in and says, "But your two o'clock magician is here," 
<laughs> I just thought it was funny <laughs> that Fry had had a magician scheduled into his day to come yeah. see him. So that that was my favorite. I the two o'clock magician. I mm-hmm. need a two o'clock magician to come to see me at work. That'd be great. Mr. Fry, your two o'clock magician is here. Believe it or not, I have more important things to do today than laugh and clap my hands. Reschedule. Now my favorite joke was uh when they have that they show the film about Planet Express and they make it they really hype it up and make it sound like it's doing really well. And then Hermes comes on after and says, It's been a horrible year, people. And if you look at the pie chart of their revenue, it's most of their revenue comes from an eight dollar bank huh. error in their favor. Yeah. Which we've been referencing all episode. Yeah. That's testament to how good a joke it is. Yeah. Eight dollars uh universal dollars. Yeah. So that's it for today. We we uh, we're pretty much done here. Just got some housekeeping to k- take care of. Check us out on our blog. You can look up futuramapedia.blogspot.com. Yeah, uh, like uh, I think we said it before. We don't put much up there, but uh, we put some pictures up sometime. We'll put a picture of that uh, lawn mowing robot. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you can also send it's a us Dyson. It's a it's a Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they make vacuums. No, they make Terminators. Anyway, uh, you can also send us an email if you like at futuramapedia at outlook.com. Let us know if you like the show. If you'd like uh, any episodes for us to talk about, feel free to let us yeah, know. And we'd like to hear uh, your comments. Uh, we probably uh, would like to read them on the air as well if you, uh, if you send us something. so Yeah, put your name and uh, your place of residence. Where in well, the world are you? Not your address. No. Anyways, we promise to bring you uh, episodes more often, so probably every four weeks. <laughs> so thanks for listening today. I'm Steve Gower. I'm Mike Merserell. And I'll see you next time. See you next time. We can dance if you want to. We can leave your friends behind. Cause your friends can dance and if they don't dance, there no friends of mine. Say, we can Cut that out, too. Uh, purple is... Purple? Purple. 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 There's purple. What did you say? Purple nurple. Are you going to purple nurple me? I'm going to purple nurple you. No. I lost my marbles. Intergalactic Stock Exchange. This episode brought to you by Hair Gel. Fry makes his own. He calls them turtle squirts. And she. He? Is that what I said? She, he? I don't want to speculate on mom at all but are there moats around castles do they have drawbridges <laughs> this is so loosey-goosey but uh, i read that in the infosphere i didn't uh, get that myself thank you infosphere yeah <laughs> feature Wikipedia brought to you by the infosphere 10 minutes of usable content Maybe uh, Zoidberg can fix us some sandwiches. I wish there was like a 30 second loop of that. This episode, Brexy Bay Planics. I feel like we weren't very funny. I only do one take. See you guys Monday.